0: Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. You probably already know this, but Jesus followers need one another. Each of us are part of God's gift of grace to one another, yet for some reason, we seem to think we're supposed to live our lives on our own, figuring things out on our own, suffering on our own, even rejoicing or partying on our own, but we need one another. Well, over the course of the summer, we want to present to you a series of devotionals called, you guessed it, one another. Each week, a different person from our community will share a one another from the Bible for us, for each other. Our hope is you'll be encouraged to give and receive from one another through this series. So let's get to it. Here's today's one another podcast. passage that came to me uh, from Ephesians 5:19, when I thought about one another it says speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and the, the scripture that uh, is up on the screen there yeah. read awake O sleeper and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you look carefully then how you walk not as unwise but as wise submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Ephesus was a spiritually bankrupt society. Paul described Ephesus as being darkness and yet in the midst of all that darkness, a bright light shone. And that was the Christian church because Christ was their light. It was a worshiping community. It sang, it praised and it gave thanks. Paul's letter to the Ephesians begins by reminding them that we are to be imitators of God. We are to walk in love because Christ loved us and he gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Paul says that we should not use our mouths for dirty and foolish talk or crude joking, but instead there should be thanksgiving. Paul says that the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And that means walking wisely. Get up, he says, wake up, get up, and allow Christ to shine on us, shine in us, and shine through us. So shine, Jesus, shine. That wonderful song uh, sort of sums up that idea. Give thanks with a grateful heart, another terrific song, sums up this passage. So Paul speaks words of hope and light and encourages the believers to worship together. But he says, look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. So we need to take care how we walk in this life. In verse 16, he says, make the best use of the time, or as some have said it, Make the best, make the most of every opportunity that comes your way. Now, we're living through a worldwide pandemic, and these present unique opportunities and challenges to us. Our response to this situation requires wisdom for us as individuals and as a community. How can we respond in a way that advances the kingdom of God, spreads the love of God, proclaims the gospel of Christ, and serves others? How can we use this particular time in our history to proclaim the gospel? Mm -hmm. One thing that Nancy and I have noticed uh, up here in Vernon is that our neighbors uh, are on the street quite often. They go for walks. One of our neighbors was dying of cancer. She passed away just the other day. But before that, she met Nancy and she had a smile on her face. And on the street, they were able to just chat and share their lives together. Her husband recently recovered from cancer. He stopped, he's walking the dog, and he shared with me the joy that he had of being cured from cancer. Other members of our community have suffered back strain and dislocated discs they struggle on. And then there's local flooding and the mess that folks have to deal with. And I'm sure that you have people close to you that are going through difficult times and some of which are are related to the virus, and others are just dealing with life itself. Nancy's aunt of 92 lives in a seniors home in Coquitlam, and she's unable to visit her on on a weekly basis as she used to do. So the telephone has been the only way that Nancy's been able to stay in touch with her aunt. These are days when the telephone can be your best friend and of great comfort to others. Perhaps there's someone you could call and chat to. Don't worry about having a great deal to say. Simply make the call and say, I was thinking of you and I thought I'd give you a call. Thinking of that Manhattan Transfer song, Operator, Information, Give Me Jesus on the Line. <laughs> well, you get the point. So, in the midst of all this, it's important to seek, God, seek God's will to help guide us through the, these times. Paul says in verse 17, Don't be foolish understand what the will of the Lord is because the wise person understands the Lord's will. The wise person understands and seeks to to know the, the will of God and that is linked by Paul with being filled with the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit is linked to singing and praising and making melody in our hearts and giving thanks to the Lord which brings us to the main text which is be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Unlike worldly gatherings, when Christians get together, their happiness comes from being filled with the Spirit of God, with singing and praising God and declaring the glory of God to one another. The early church was a singing church, Its gatherings were filled with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. It had a happiness and a blessedness, an exuberance and a joy, which made believers want to sing. No doubt they sang individually, but here Paul encourages the singing together to one another. The church gathered to sing as a community. A great deal of encouragement can be obtained from being in the presence of worshiping Christians. There's just something wonderful about being in a room or an auditorium filled with the sound of Christians worshiping together. One of my favorite songs is, There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. So you hear that in a great auditorium. It just lifts your spirit. In Job 38, verse 4, we read, Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. You see, God's been singing since the beginning of creation. Israel had a rich and varied history of music and singing. Miriam led the children of Israel in song after they had escaped from Egypt. The book of Psalms is the hymn book of the Israelites. Moses wrote Psalm 90 when he was 120 years old. King David had 24-hour music and singing in the tabernacle. He also used his gift as a musician to calm and soothe the spirit of King Saul. The New Testament is full of songs tucked away in the Gospels and the epistles. One of the last things that Jesus did before he went to the cross was to sing a song. And while he was on the cross, he recited the words of Psalm 22, my God my God, why have you forsaken me? Not all songs are happy. Some songs deal with difficult themes, but Jesus was a singer and could recite the Psalms from memory. The New Testament ends in revelation with the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. So let's be clear, singing, music and praise are central to our faith and life in Christ. You see, all God's creatures got a place in the choir, from the deep bass of Andrew Blackmore to the smooth tenor tones of Terence Ralston, Bert Valloux, and Raymond Crespo. And let's not forget the bird songs, the whale songs, the rusting of the leaves, the thunder and lightning, pitter-patter of the rain, the whole cacophony of sound in creation. And note also, the making of music amongst the believers was not always audible. The singing and making of music were from their hearts, and no doubt sometimes just in their hearts. God looks at our hearts and would rather receive one sincere word spoken or sung in truth and with conviction than a thousand words spoken or sung without any conviction at all. Our hearts and minds must be engaged in our worship. So even if you don't have a great voice, you can make music in your heart to God. Some of the greatest songwriters had lousy voices, but they wrote great songs. Sing a new song, make it up, hum a tune and add your own words. Don't worry about getting the lyrics all rhyming correctly. Sometimes when I'm listening to a song on the radio, I like the, and I like the tune, I start making up words and sing along. And these random made up on the spot songs usually involve something about the gospel, salvation, freedom, happiness, joy and the like, My words are spontaneous and often disjointed. I don't care, it's fun. Give it a go, especially in the shower or the car where only you can hear it and not get all self-conscious. It's not the complexity or even the beauty of the song that matters, but the condition and intention of our hearts as we sing. Sometimes Nancy and I hear our grandkids humming or singing a made up song that brings great joy to our hearts. The great composer, Johann Sebastian Bach, dedicated every composition to the glory of God, and we can do the same. Another thing about singing songs together is that they become memorable. These songs are a constant reminder of the great themes of the gospel. We share a common voice in declaring our faith and commitment to Christ. Singing together brings about a camaraderie, a unison of spirit that is difficult to engender in other ways. The other, door, the other day, my daughter-in-law and my daughter and son-in-law—they have a dog called Rocco, and he was sitting and leaning to his left side. And I made the comment that Rocco was listing to port in a very pronounced lean to the left, to which my son-in-law Johnny responded, "Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms." Well, I just burst into laughter. So our memories of songs are usually spontaneous and random. How many of us have been around a campfire, looked up at the stars and started singing how great thou art, or if you're my age, in the stars is handiwork I see. One of the funniest stories Nancy and I heard was about our youngest daughters, from our youngest daughter's Sunday school teacher, Karen. Our daughter, Brianne, was about five years old. Karen was teaching about God washing our sins away. And Brianne burst into song from the movie South Pacific. I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair and send him on his way. Whoa. Well, the scripture's clear. When we sing to God, we're also singing to one another. The effects are profound. And they include encouraging us in our faith, sharing our life in the spirit, raising our spirits and uplifting The downhearted, connecting us emotionally, sometimes in joy, sometimes in sorrow, binding our hearts together in unity, making our souls more responsive to the grace of God. And then Paul concludes this passage by saying, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the early church was a thankful church. They gave thanks for all things and in all places and at all times. Its members were in awe and amazed that God's love had reached down to save them. They were conscious that God cared for them. And in the middle of chaos, they realized they were safe in his hands. God was in control. So they raised their voices in thanks to him. We sing as one church, with one voice, to one God. So be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Spirit of the